Brandon and Brian are here today. Hey-o. Brandon and Brian are here with me. I thought you were going to say here to good. stay. <laughs> I was to going stay. to. But then I thought the best thing about being unpredictable is make it sound like you're going to be and predictable and then don't. That was brilliant. <laughs> well, welcome to a conversation on men's fashion, uh, formal, yeah, okay. men's formal wear. We were having a discussion here. Yeah, right before we started this. I actually we were just have talking about this. question about men's formal wear. Okay, let's get into this, really. Yeah. Okay, the first thing. So, reminder, we just finished a gala. And that's what we're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, by the time this By the time airs, this comes out. Yep. So, we're but, talking about the upcoming gala for us. Yeah, and then interesting about gala is it's not actually said gala Uh-oh. every anywhere on definitions that i looked up how to pronounce it Uh-oh. it's actually gala or gala yeah I'm, i think i prefer I gala yeah but now my dad just says gala 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 <laughs> like oh i can even i didn't even do gala, gala, Island yeah. again. <laughs> um, gala 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 <laughs> but yeah the uh the bloom beyond borders yes uh, gala 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 yep. uh, however you would like to prefer to say it uh just finished up last Thursday, March yeah, 9th. And if um, you don't know what we're talking about, our previous episode of this podcast, go and listen. We had women. <laughs> <laughs> also dudes. Also dudes. Also dudes, because yes. the dudes is not Lady the gender. Dudes. That's right. Um, maybe yeah. in the old school way it was, but whatever. So now we're talking about men's formal wear. Because I got we, questions. We there's all looked things. great on Thursday. I mean, there's yeah. no doubt about it, but... We do need to like talk about some. We need to clear the air on, yeah. on some some topics here. Which one thing I want to say just real quick. Yeah. Did you know on your waistcoat? Or actually, let me back up again. Cumberbund? Do you know the difference Benedict between Cumberbund? a waistcoat and a vest? I don't think I know what a waistcoat, a waistcoat. is. Isn't that what they put on the walls? No, that's waistcoat. <laughs> <laughs> the difference between a waistcoat and a vest is just the spelling. Oh, <laughs> there's, that, there's nothing. It's, it's exactly the same thing. A waistcoat is a vest. Interesting. And I looked that up and the Google search did the exact same thing. It like, you know, catfished me into clicking on it. Like there actually was a difference. And then the article, you know, you scroll through ads and you finally find the article. And then it said, there's no difference. <laughs> I think I was like, I, dang it. <laughs> I think when you first said waistcoat, I was picturing a boutonniere. Uh, or, oh, like, or a cummerbund. Okay, so boutonniere. Oh, no, a cummerbund. Yeah. yeah, not a boutonniere. That's what I was thinking. Boutonniere's the, the flower. Yes. Yeah, the little okay. thing on the the cummerbund is what I'm the, thinking of. It's literally around your waist. Literally, it's a waistcoat. Yeah. yeah, that's why I was confused. <laughs> All right, what was so, your? So thing, I got Brian? questions. So and or just input. So I'm going to be wearing a black suit. Um, this is f- this is full formal, so black tie for a formal event. So I'm gonna be wearing a black black suit, and my suit jacket is a two button, so uh, it does come down pretty far. Um, uh, so the fold comes down pretty far. Yeah, where the where the where the I two like sides where the I guess they're called the the breasts of the jacket yeah, yeah. where they cross is fairly low. Um, it's let's see, f- you can see three and a half buttons of my sh- undershirt. Um, so it's down below my rib cage where it comes together. Um, and then I'm concerned because like with that, if I wear a tie, I feel like there will be too much tie exposed. So I was going to be wearing a white undershirt and a red tie possibly. The tie's up in the air. Oh. But my issue is the tie will be exposed a really far far away and then it'll actually like slide out probably easily. I don't have a tie. Well, um, where'd you buy the suit jacket? Uh, men's Warehouse. Go look it up and see what the model did. 
Yeah. But there's but there's five different ways to wear it though at the same time. Yeah. And I, I don't know if they even make it anymore, but my my issue is do I go black bow tie cuz then it's like real fancy and I and Quite literally black tie. You right. Literally. Picture there, right? So this is yeah, I don't have any so it, obviously it's podcast. So no one can see it on the podcast, it, but, but Oh dude, you could do a tie or a bow tie. <laughs> I think you can go either on that. Do you think black bow tie would look real debonair fancy? Oh, it would, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Versus a red tie. So personally, I think I think the tie is almost what brings it together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it ties it all oh. together. <laughs> I just that was a softball. You know? That was just, soft. Just, <laughs> that was kickball. Like I put it up it. on the tee. On the <laughs> oh, that's tie. t-ball. Because <laughs> um, it's it's supposed to be an accent, right? But if you're wearing a black suit, I feel like you want to have a little bit of color showing, and maybe even right. a little more color than. So isn't I also, this a black tie event? It is a black tie event. So like that that it means a little more than just actually being a black tie, I guess. But I so I do also have a pocket square. Mm. So I believe I have, black tie actually just means sophisticated. Yeah, it just means full it, form, full formal. It is the formal. Like, it is the, the yeah, the, but the it's top like the sophisticated. Formal. Yeah, you're not gonna walk in like the Riddler or like right. Um, who are those guys? Uh, Dumb and Dumber. You right, know? you wouldn't wear colored. Like suit. even though those are nice. Yeah. And they are formal. It's just they're also you, ridiculous. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you would probably stick to your neutral color suits for that. You would, you would even maybe not even a blue suit for that. I think you'd yeah, stick you yeah, you probably black. get away with a navy, but like a, a yeah. bright. Blue. I think you'd stick to you like get dark of, grays or blacks. So. <laughs> you could get away with wearing the dark navy that you thought was black <laughs> until you could get around other people that are wearing the like, black. Oh jeez. <laughs> But I have I have many colors of pocket squares. I think I have like sixteen or seventeen colors of pocket squares. And so really, I'm I don't thinking, even have a pocket square. <laughs> hey, I got plenty, and and you can borrow one. Is it like a the point of sale square? No, it's like it's a yeah. I know. Yeah, but. I gotcha. But yeah, so so um so I could I could do my red there, or I could do black because I have like like a, a damask pattern or whatever like a cool black fancy pattern with like silver in it and stuff like that so I'm thinking of wearing the black bow tie and then my pocket square would be like a cool black and white pocket square maybe I don't know or maybe I do my red there or I do well, red how and red. you get dressed whatever like just like I don't know I just hope you figure it out and then it'll be fine. Like, yeah, it's like, fine. um, who's that guy? I don't get, I don't ever get a chance to do this kind of cool dress up stuff. Right. So it's fun. I want to yeah. get it right. Yeah. Um, what's his name? The, uh, the guy that hosts the game show. <laughs> Which one? Uh, Which game show? Steve Harvey. What's yeah. his name? There you go. Steve Harvey. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Family Feud. Those are always okay. have nice, like, nice like suits, he yeah. has, he has this thing. He's like, you need to buy, a black suit, mm-hmm. a blue suit, a tan suit, and a whatever suit. And then you need to get this tie, this tie, this tie, and this tie. And it's like four and four. But then he's like, you swap the combos. And yep, then you right. all, you have like right. so many different My suits. suit is free, and that's so. the only one I have. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Free 99. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I well, didn't have a suit. He actually kind of helped pay for it. Nice. Oh, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> it was the your, rental yeah. suit. So, like, whenever at my wedding, when it did, uh, all of us rented tuxes. And if we had rented a certain tier of tuxes, uh, which we did, we chose the highest. We all agreed. We're like, we're going to be fancy. We're just going to spend a little. We're going to splurge, spend a little extra. So we got, like, Vera Wang tuxes. And so, um, so everyone, if everyone got a certain level of tux, then I got a free suit at the end of it all. So, free suit. And I did. I got a free Igara suit. Is what I. It's a pretty good deal. Awesome. Yeah. The only suit I ever bought was like for a 
Christian choir thing. <laughs> what? And I did not like the style of it. It was one of the oh, ones no. where the, the top folds are really high up. Uh. Weird. And then you look like Frankenstein because the shoulders are so wide. <laughs> so that's what you'll be wearing on Thursday. Uh, no, oh, because okay. I don't know where that one is. But I do have one in the one I have is kind of what like that. Yeah. Oh, no. What? So what's your suit jacket look like? Is it black or blue? Or It's black. It's black. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But I only have blue dress pants. <laughs> that's actually like I looked it up. You, there's plenty of people who who can pull it off. Here's the thing, too. I'm running AVL. I'm not actually at a table. So. Right. I get to like. You only see the top up anyway. Yeah. (laughs) And then. So I could wear my black jeans. I don't think anyone really know. No. I did that. Like to a Christmas party. I wore that. I wore my suit jacket. I wore a blue shirt underneath. But I wore the suit jacket. And then I wore my black skinny jeans. And so they looked like it too. I almost had to do that. But I did finally find the right size pants. Because I was going to have them tailored. And then my schedule got screwed Mm. up last week. So I didn't have time to get them tailored. Uh, And so I found ones that are my actual size. And they look great. So I'm excited. So I just got to look good with Rose, but yeah, right. you know, she'll yeah. outdress Oh, me. and I mean, you know, she's the better half anyway, right. so you just got to try and... Oh, yeah, maybe I just yeah. try to dress worse. Yeah. There you go. Make her look <laughs> What's better. The point? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> what, so what are you wearing? What's yours going to be? Well, so, okay, so uh, we just had a wedding um, that we attended a few weeks ago. I guess we were in the wedding, so we did more than just <laughs> attend. We attended more than just the ceremony. You elevened? Uh, yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> elevened and twelved. Um and so Brooke has this like forest green kind of velvet. I thought you were gonna say gump for some reason. Ah! <laughs> she has forest that would gump. be fun. Um, forest green velvet dress, kind of. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it's suede. I don't think it is suede. Um, but she was a bridesmaid. I was a groomsman, and so I have the tie to match. Oh, nice. So we'll at least match in that way. So I'm wearing like a green forest green long tie. Very cool. Oh, nice. Um, and I if think I wear red, will be Christmas. Yes. Uh, ironically, I'm red green colorblind, so I wouldn't oh, even. Uh, yeah. There you so go. So you're gonna wear the green tie on a black tie event? I'm gonna wear. Does it say black tie on the invitation? I, I didn't. Read I don't that. think. I think it just says formal. Okay. But well, I did. I did confirm with Rochelle though that it is full formal. Full formal. Yeah. yeah. Dress nice. Full formal. Um, just dress as nice not, as you can. Not black tie. Yeah. Dress as nice as you can. <laughs> so that's what I'm wearing on Thursday. But I have questions just about colors in general. Okay. All right. Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay out a scenario, and sure. I just need one word answers from both of you. Okay. Okay. Yes or no. All right. Not even um. We have to really think Ooh. about it. All right. Okay. Brown shoes with gray pants. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Uh. But what color brown? Like probably depends. Light brown, dark brown. Actually, both. Is work. it orange brown? Is it like? All I guess of them work with gray. I'm picturing, I'm picturing like a closer work. to orangish brown. But I think your shoes need to complement your tie. Okay. Um, don't forget the not complement in the opposite, but actually like match it. So uh, or, or orangish brown shoes with gray and a green tie. Mm. Now we're getting a little. little I'd crazy. have to see it. Yeah, because now it's like too many colors. You need one or two colors. Right. Yeah. Only. Also, ever. don't forget the golden rule, brown rule, I guess. Brown <laughs> shoes, brown shoes, brown, brown shoes, brown belt. Yes, yes. Okay. That's most. Don't forget that. So that, yeah. then you'd have the brown belt on the And that would look pants. great. Um, which brown I, shoes, brown belt, okay, gray, so gray that pants. Would... How gray pants? Are they light gray, medium gray, or dark let's gray? Say, let's say, <laughs> let's say dark gray. Oh. See, that's that's where I'm like running. Medium gray. I think it still works. I mean, I so, it still yeah, works. yeah. 
Dang. Medium gray would be like on point though. That would be yeah. like, yeah, but okay. Okay, next Can you one. lighten the pants at all? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes. Yes. So we want to be. All right, next one. Black shoes on navy pants. Yes. Yeah, it just reminds me of the navy though. Because <laughs> they're so close. Yeah, because yeah. they got black shoes yeah. and blue. Right. So that's I what wore, came to mind. That's exactly yeah. what came to mind. I was like, oh, that's like, that's. That's, so that can work. You know. I wore I wore black shoes with my navy suit for our wedding, and I've always like. Are you a police officer? <laughs> but I felt <laughs> right. like that, yeah. And I've always like somewhat regretted like not going brown. Yeah, because I feel like the brown for, oh. for blue sh- blue yes. you gotta wear brown. Yes. Yeah, so because mm. brown is a form of orange. It's right, and really, so that's yeah. why you get yeah. that. That's you get it's the a great, complimentary it's a great color contrast. Color there. Yeah, it's a it's a complimentary color on the color wheel. Blue and orange. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mmm. So. Interesting. I don't think I have any. I don't think I have another combination for you. But those those two. Well, what's I feel your like what's been, your jacket during all of this? Right. Well, so if you're going full suit, then you would match you pants. You don't to, have to. Are you? you don't going, have to. You can do are black suit, suit jacket. I'll I'll go full suit on Thursday. Yeah. And then so the suit is that what color? Is It'll that? be kind of like a darker gray. Whatever the pants are. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Okay. With a forest green tie. So probably not brown shoes. Do the um the green might black. go with the brown. I would do the, the black. Yeah, yeah, I agree for that. Yeah. The black jacket. Or no, black? the black shoes uh, with his gray. gray. Yes, and yes, then forest yes, yes. Green I agree. Tie. This is good. Yeah. You know what's really interesting is we I should actually, be on Stitch Fix, <laughs> yeah. guys. Also, this is not great, like visually. <laughs> right. We, we need, this just is... use your imagination, everyone. <laughs> one thing. One other thing I thought of while you were explaining this, I saw one recently at combination. And it actually leans more towards casual black black jacket, gray pants, and then brown belt and shoes. Oh my goodness! It's a lot of colors, but it actually leans more towards the casual. And then you can have like well, because the other colors are neutral, right? Yeah. So I think that's fine. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. I saw. I was like, oh, that looks cool. Like, but it's like something you'd wear. It's like business cat or business formal, not like it's not even that formal i mean it's really just like right in the middle like you could wear it to meetings or whatever is there a formal casual that just that's confusing um, <laughs> well there's a lot of confusion with a lot of the terms people use like it sometimes they say business casual right and very very hard to decipher what very, would you say business casual is my so i would say the company i work for is business casual Okay, so what is that? Literally anything you want in my office. (laughs) Okay, so I would say business casual is polo shirt and slacks. Ooh, that's the stricter version of business casual. Yes, Hmm. it is. Um, And that's like what our office expects at least four days a week is slacks four days a week. Um, But collared shirt can be polo. It can be, you know, buttoned down. I stopped wearing polo shirts. (laughs) Yeah. I actually like polos. I, love, I like wearing polos, like, but I, I play golf too. So right, so like yeah. like, like the. But the, even like, golf, I'm Hawaiian, like right, style, button down Hawaiian. Academy that's, calls them works. Academy calls them coaches coaches shirts, also, and I really yep. like them. I have three Academy shirts, uh, BCG brand ones that are that are um, like polos. I like them, but so my company used to be used to be slacks and a button up or polo. For business Brand, casual. Branded. That was the, the day-to-day. And it was like, why? I'm sitting in a room with no windows. <laughs> so it was like really frustrating. But then eventually they're like, we're going to let you do jeans. And then eventually it was just kind of like 
they did a they did a casual summer and and then they were just kind of like it's whatever but it's still just like if you go to a customer site you have to you have to wear nice jeans so no holes and then a a button up collared shirt branded something like that they they prefer it be branded okay. and they but so they I also think holes give us would not be right. business casual no right. absolutely not the nice thing is they also give us branded branded stuff so like okay. like once a year we get like a, oh, okay. we get like a new quarter zip or something like that see so that's why you just call I got it a uniform <laughs> i got a heckin nice nike quarter zip like it is i this is it's fancy so i've got one of those and i really like it but um but i like around, wearing, i like wearing one of those like over a polo over a polo yeah. Hmm, interesting yeah that's a lot of layers it is. it's hot that that thing's hot anyway but um around the office we basically can wear pretty much anything and in fact we have lots of like fun days throughout the year where they're like chief's day or whatever yeah. wear as much oh, red yeah. as you can yeah. like that kind of yeah. stuff um well th- i i, th- I push like i'm the one who pushes the limit though <laughs> let's talk let's real quick let's get into like the psychology of dressing this yeah. way and all that but right before that i want to do it did you know did you know mary did that you know? the bottom button you should not button yes Correct. okay that on yes. a two button suit, you only button one. On a three, you button two. Yep. Yes, yes. Yeah, my friends that do that, I will just tell you to unbutton it. I'm not going to walk up right. and unbutton it on you, but the but tricky maybe you part. Should. <laughs> but then the other thing is like, it's like I feel like it's debatable on a two button though, man. Mine, it's like that one button there. It almost looks weird. Like it's like too much open. I think you still leave it open. Right. No, I, I did. Yeah. And I do it. And, and then also the rules that go with that too. If you're standing, you're buttoned. If you're sitting, you unbutton. Oh, that's a thing? Yes. You don't yeah, want to pop a button. You don't want to pop a button. Also, I mean, that makes sense. It's right. just, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. You, you don't want to pop a button. And also you don't want to, um, you don't want it to like, if you're wearing a suit jacket, especially if you have a three button one and you sit down, it's going to bunch up and like fold open and stuff like that. So part of it is that you unbutton yeah. and then you sit down. It's physics. Formal wear <laughs> is very mentally taxing. It I is. mean, <laughs> you are always thinking about it at the event that you're at. That's yeah. the psychology yeah. of it. And then you hug a lady and then they get makeup on your shoulder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it does not come off of that material. No. <laughs> Probably the most expensive thing in your closet now has makeup right. stain. So they weren't doing the black tie approved makeup. <laughs> right. Do you guys oh. feel that when, and I know Jared, you don't dress that, you know, dress up that often, but do when I. you do, yeah, I usually just don't wear any clothes. Yeah. <laughs> do we need to put the explicit uh, <laughs> label on yeah. this podcast? <laughs> um, psychology of it. I mean, personally, I feel like when I dress nicely, like for work, it puts me in the right like mental space. I yeah. mean, quite literally, like dress for success. Like that's oh the gosh. the the mindset. But yeah. I know it's not like Is your that manager for... listening again. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you mentioned like uniform, and yeah. maybe it's because I'm I'm used to playing sports. Like this is, I guess, now my my sport in the adult world. But like I envision myself putting on my uniform each day, and like that puts me in like the mental you know mindset of like work. When I go home and I ditch my clothes, you know, right away, I am now officially out of the work zone. Um, I don't know if you guys feel that way or not too, but that's... yeah, well, I think that with, when you wear formal clothes and you have this different mindset Yeah. and then when I worked at pizza hut, you know, we had our uniforms, that was one where I would have felt better not wearing a uniform, right. but it did grow on me in the sense of like, 
now it feels like work when I'm in these. Mm, it I does only, help. It's like, like a mental separation yeah, yeah. after you do that. But then anytime I would wear my normal clothes, like if we did have a casual day, then they would stink. Yeah, that was the worst. And so it was nice to have a complete separation from that point of view anyways. So, yeah. I, I used to work at a Who Hot. I don't know if either of you are familiar I with Who Hot. I have heard of it. I've you never have? been, though. Okay. Well, they don't have them in Kansas City anymore. Okay. It reminds me of, like, Zaboomafu or something. Yeah. Like, Who Hot! <laughs> so, uh, if I have any, I guess... Nebraska or Iowa or maybe Illinois listeners uh, on the Curiosity Dudes tonight. Um, Who Hot is a Mongolian grill. Um, Used to work there in college up at Iowa State. And I had a nice polo shirt that I wore, you know, when I was on the job there. Well, probably for my first two years of working down here in Kansas City in my, like, big boy job, (laughs) I would wear this Who Hot polo every now and again. Um, and I'd always get made fun of by, wow. by one of my coworkers yes. wearing a hoo-ha Mongolian grill polo shirt. To, uh, I need to find an old Fazoli's part. one and wear that to the office. So I, I retired that one. I burned uh, them all. After too long. Well, there's one time, like, I was a manager at the Pizza Hut, too, so they have the button downs. And I liked wearing those ones more. But one time I accidentally wore it to an event, and it was like, <laughs> it set it up in the corner. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! I don't remember where I was, but I just remember wearing it out, and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Did someone like try to place an order with you, like while you were in no. there? No, we're good. Okay, he's uh, checking the lights for recordings, and we're yeah. We're sorry, still going. I saw an errant red light. Um, oh, that's because it's charging too. Oh, oops. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I enjoy it. Like it's it's fun to dress up. I don't. The nature of my work doesn't demand it, and I much prefer not dressing up. At work, I like to just wear whatever I want. So um, our environment's a little bit more like that. Um, but, and especially because I don't, I'm not customer facing. Uh, the only time I'm customer facing is if I'm on a meeting or on a, on a phone call. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, um, but I do really enjoy, because I don't dress up very much, like because I wear my regular clothes to work, it's more fun to then dress up, you know? So like when we had a, we had okay. our, yeah, I had our company, our company um, Christmas party um, at Rye, so mm. fancy restaurant. Um, it was it was cool to um, dress up. That was my first trial run for the for the gala gala. It just sounds awful, gala 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 gala. Yeah, so I, we should all say it differently. You say gala, you no, say gala. No, I'm not. I, gonna say, I say gala. I'm gonna say gala. <laughs> I'll take gala. Okay. The unmitigated gala. Sorry. Um, <laughs> My precious. <laughs> Sorry, but that was probably have the we, worst, the worst Spiegel impression you know, I've ever heard. We had some redemption. Brandon, can you do that again? <laughs> the takes a process from me. I'm going to We got to give Brandon a minute here. He's, he's cry laughing into his hand. <laughs> All right. You feel embarrassed yet? <laughs> you got shown up. There's an actual tear coming out. <laughs> He's <down>. crying. <laughs> uh, oh. By the way, that was me, not Brandon. He yeah. was just over here. Yeah, that wasn't redemption for Brandon. <laughs> I would not have had the capacity to even try attempt. <laughs> hey, A for effort. Yeah, you went or for effort. it. I used to have a really good uh, stitch voice. Can you can you do stitch? Uh, yeah, it's almost the same thing, but I gotta stop laughing How? here. <laughs> I can do. Was it 
Ohana Moon Family. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. That's I, really I, good. Stitch is one of my favorite yeah. ones. Like that's, growing it's up, it's really was... close to the Smeagol voice. Yeah, yeah, I can do Smeagol. It's, too. There's a little bit of it, like. <laughs> It's weird. Like I describe it as like you're swallowing your Adam's apple kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you just pull. Yeah. You're like pushing it back. Yeah. But on stitch, you don't do it as much. Yeah. How. Or family. The funny thing is growing up. So like I was all about uh, impersonations growing up and I still have a ton of impersonations that I can do. Um, that was one of my favorite things to do growing up. But like, you know, entertain my parents, friends and like that. They would always be like, Oh, show, show them your, 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 your impersonation, your impression, whatever. But what's funny is that's actually how I learned to sing. Oh, I okay. taught myself to sing by mimicking other singers. Other singers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Maroon Five was the first one. Adam Levine. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that was good. I'm just saying, but it was like songs about Jane, like their first big album. Um, but yeah, so like I learned to copy that, which is which is funny because that's still my technique today. Like. And I actually struggle with it a little bit because I struggle with making things sound my own uh, because I, the way I learn the song is exactly how the original, original artist sings it. And so sometimes I sound like I'm copying them. So I got to like really pull that back and really make it my own. Yeah. And it, it usually happens more whenever I'm practicing. It sounds exactly like it. But then when I get on my own, like when we do like a, a run through or like rehearsal or when I'm actually leading a song or whatever, then it comes out to be more like myself. Um, and then especially when recording, when I'm recording, yeah, it's completely me. And in fact, I don't like it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it was really crazy that that's just how not used to it. Yeah. That's how I learned how to sing. Was, yeah. Was I had to compete against Adam Levine and I won. Do tell. Well, Rose really liked him. Oh, he was a crush. <laughs> right. He's but I got a ring on her. <laughs> <laughs> he had a scandal recently. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, well, that's anyone else know. big Bieber fever growing up? Not just growing up, no. more recently. He's because oh, he's, he's really good. good stuff I, yeah, I like well, I mean, him like more all this, now. Yeah, like the stuff he does. He's the stuff he does with Maverick City mm. and Church Home. So like the his actual like worship music is actually really good yeah. too. And he has a whole album like with Tori Kelly and and like uh, Lecrae and like a bunch of different artists joined him on it. And that album's really cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, his voice, I mean, I, yeah. something about his voice is just, like, calming to yeah. me. It's definitely, mm. like, one of those, like, very unique, not unique necessarily, it is unique, but, like, you can tell it was, like, a gift. Like, he's that he's got it, and it's not a produced sound. It's literally, he's, that's just well, the, the talent he was given. it was discovered given, you know? when he was 10 or 11, right. and he dealt with the, Kept it through. the quick rise and yeah. everything and that puberty. came with that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's so much pressure there. Yeah. That's a, that's a big life change in general. Mm. That's a like pivotal point of like figuring out who you are. Right. I mean, it happened to the Jonas Brothers too. Mm. They were all super young. Yeah. They Not had, all some, of they them, had but... a good documentary. They, yeah. The, they that had a documentary few documentaries, I think. Yeah. That one I like really those. Good. Yeah. But I, I actually like, um, man, who's that one girl with the weird songs and she won some awards uh, in the last couple what? years. Oh, man. Um, Billy Eilish? William Eilish. William Eilish. William Eilish. <laughs> you were doing that just to make the joke. William Eilish, yes. That's still what I call her. I haven't seen yeah. her documentary. Well, yeah, she has a documentary, and that was pretty good, too. Did you guys hear about the actress? Okay. I need to think about this for a second. Oh, I missed an office joke. Justice Beaver. Dang. <laughs> well, now you did it. There you go. So, okay. I think this was in the news like a year ago, maybe. But it's probably not this, true, then. 
there's this famous <laughs> actress that was at a restaurant and like got super super upset with like their service and I mean she must have been like I mean unhinged anyway like going into the situation but like just went off and like grabbed one of the knives <gasps> in uh in the the restaurant and stabbed the what? waiter. I did not hear about this. What? And I just realized that uh <laughs> who it was? Um, or it was a fake knife? It was, was a, this a joke knife? set up. I need to I need to I need to backtrack. Was this here a joke set up? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> and he missed okay, a key you, piece. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Was this a Reese Witherspoon joke? This is a Reese Witherspoon joke. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I ruined it. Yep. Oh, man. Wow. This is good podcast material right here. (laughs) Well, now I want to hear the real one. (laughs) How is it supposed to go? So I was supposed to say, what's her name? You know, Reese, Reese. I wasn't supposed to say anything about how she stabbed the person. Oh, it was Reese with her knife? No. No, she got him with her knife. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, that's embarrassing. I'm having a rough night, guys. Yeah. Let's move on. So you said actress. Yes. And here's, I don't know if this is a hot thing but just throw it out there there's um i've seen two sides where some people are like it's an actress and then i've seen a side where even the women are saying no we're actors we're all just actors well they're trying to the oscars have been actually Mm. like i guess you know they are trying to push it to rename best actor and best actress to like more gender neutral oh really Mm -hmm. wait General neutral. Neutral would just be saying actor. So maybe yeah. I'd say best female actor or something. No. No, it's, no, it's that's worse. It's more so, yeah. Like that's they're still gonna have <laughs> they're still gonna have the separate like categories, I think, for for a woman actor, or I guess not a they're trying to make See, it you messed up. Already. Yeah, they're trying to make it <laughs> non gender. Just say best actor. Yeah. And then just who's the best? Yeah. They're just gonna have, give out two best actors. Yeah, now. basically. But, I mean, essentially, that is, I think, what it's going to is like you're going to so have best two. actor and second also, best actor. Also, best actor. Yeah. With. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Speaking well, of acting, I like some of that, but some of it kind of like. I just want them to all be actors. Right. Like, that's what It's kind of like dudes, right? That's what you I mean, want, yeah, like yeah. the dudes. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of acting, we saw a movie yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh. Do we want to segue Speaking to of that? brands, there's a segue. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. So uh, this is really cool. Um, a, you know, putting a bow on this, this story here. Um, if you listened a couple episodes ago. Um, well, I, it was more than a couple ago. It was a while ago, right? Um, it, was, it was in December, wasn't it? That was previous season, I think. Yeah, it was season, yeah, one. season one. Back in season one, I um, talked about how. I got to go on this really cool adventure um, with my friend Cody and Trayvon. Um, we went to a real Hollywood uh, pre-screening uh, of a movie. In Kansas City. In Kansas City, yeah, of a movie um, that I had no idea what it was. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I just went to the the pre-screening, and then as, you know, as they were, like, scanning your ID and making you sign an NDA and then searching people and like patting people down phone for phones and all that kind of stuff. I was like, Oh, this is real. And then we finally get in there and the, the, you know, screen, the, the movie starts and it says Lionsgate. And I'm like, Oh, this is real, real. Okay. What's happening. And then, you know, I watched this movie and it was amazing. So, uh, we watched, uh, Jesus revolution. Um, and, it was 
really, really cool to see. Um, and it was back then, even when it was unfinished, it was, uh, it was immediately obvious that this was, this, this was top tier. It was, you know, no, no, no expense spared. It was high quality production and it, and it matched, you know, <clears throat> any other movie that's out. And, uh, the, the acting was outstanding. The story was outstanding, all that good stuff. Um, so it was really, really cool to finally see it come back around and actually you saw the final edit. Yeah. To see, actually see the final edit and see it all come, come out on, uh, the file was titled, right. Jesus revolution underscore final final. Right. And <laughs> it's so it was locked, which uh, means no the, more. The edit was locked. Yeah. yeah. The edit was locked. So it was really cool to see that and then get to actually go see with my friends that hadn't been able to see it. Uh, and yeah, so we went and saw that last night. Um, it was just as good the second time. Um, That's funny. I went with my friends to see it too. What really? I went with my friends to see what? it as well. <laughs> what? Wait, I saw you there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty dark. Are you sure it was me? It was right. cool. It was the second time we, like, as the Curiosities, were able to just go to, movies. The, yeah. go to the movies. Curious movies. So if you're wondering what episode that's on, it's going to be one titled, Why You Don't Want to Be Like Velcro, Ooh. or it's going to be the one Titanic 2, or it's going to be... So listen to all of them. Yeah. From Thanksgiving to Christmas and movies. It's in one of those ones. I would guarantee it. So if you're wondering about his story. Yeah. So what were your guys' thoughts on it? It's a great movie. Overall, five out of five popcorn bags. I was worried that I was overhyping it. Um, I was just, you know, saying how awesome it is and how different it is and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, you mentioned, Jared, that your mom had underhyped it. And then I was like, oh. Yeah, so. and I don't know if she meant to do that on purpose, but... Right. Because she could have loved it a lot more than what she was expressing. Yeah. I don't know if you ever do that. Like, sometimes I walk away and I'm like, I think it sounded like I was critical the whole time, but I really liked it. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. means you have high standards. (laughs) Mm, Does it? I feel like I actually have low standards (laughs) for movies. (laughs) He's just thinking over here. His eye goes looking off. Don't overthink now. Nah. Well, we'll get back to you on that one. Well, can you overthink? Can You can certainly underthink. Yes. Because underthinking is just not thinking. But overthinking is just thinking longer. I think you're overthinking, Jared. <laughs> 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 um, I thought it was interesting to hear uh, the, the recent box office success that the movie yeah. has had. Um, I guess I didn't read anything about that. Like, what are they saying? It was really good. Well, or? just numbers wise, yeah. you know, since its release, uh, third, third in box office to really? uh, Ant Man and uh, the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Okay, which you know, whenever you're going up against a Marvel movie, it's tough pickings. Yeah, that was it was also an one. underperforming Marvel movie. Yes. Though, too. no, I thought that was a good one. No, but I'm saying numbers wise, it was underperforming. Oh, okay, yeah. and like quite literally box office, like yeah. you know, revenue. Um, and you know, for it to be directly next to, and I guess in this case, underneath Cocaine Bear, mm-hmm. you have two Never want to be under a Cocaine Bear. <laughs> two very I do contrasting, watch that one, though. <laughs> contrasting movies. Yeah. Same. In those two. But but it shows you, you know, this they, they picked a good time for it to release the theaters. Um, 
obviously, like we're in the middle of the Lenten season um, leading up to, to Easter. And so for it to come out basically throughout that entire stretch leading up to Easter was strategic, I believe. And so, um, yeah, just a, a great time to go see it and just to be kind of told a story that, I mean, we're all too young to really know yeah. that era to have, lived it. Uh, yeah. to, have, to have witnessed, you know, what that, that meant. So, um, I don't know, Jared, do you want to kind of explain what the, I guess, synopsis of the, of the movie was? Well, um, I would love to, but my brain is wanting to just say that, well, now it's not, <laughs> it's not wanting to say what I wanted to say before. I can run through it if you want, um, yeah. Uh, you just say what it's about, Brian, yeah. and then I'll come back to what I was going to say. Yeah, so it's the true story of a um, explosion in Christi- of Christianity in Southern California um, and that spread across the entire United States. Um, and really what it was was um, caused by or was ignited by um, kind of this division of, you know, stuffy church member or church people and hippies and how, you know, um, these legalistic and stuffy church people were, you know, were casting out or, um, they're just unaccepting, unaccepting, yeah. Unaccepting of the hippie lifestyle and whatnot. But then these two worlds start to bleed over, uh, when a, um, a hippie named Lonnie Frisbee, um, meets a pastor of a really small, small church named Chuck Smith. Um, when Lonnie and Chuck, uh, Lonnie ch- essentially challenges Chuck and says, Hey, you know, you say that uh, my people, my, he, he asks him, tell me about your people. And he says, my people are searching for something, you know, they're, we're going yeah. on, we're going there. We're, we're into these they're drugs. Looking for truth yeah. And- we're looking for truth. We're, we're into the, we're using these drugs to understand and become close to God and or find God or whatever, uh, but we're we're lost, and my people are looking for our um, our sheep without a shepherd, uh, and but we're thirsty and hungry for 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 truth. And then he says uh, he says this line, and I can't remember exactly, but he says something like, um, uh, "Your your church doors are closed to people like me," uh, and so that like really tears down the walls in Chuck's heart. You can see it happen yeah. right then. He's just like, whoa. Like I remember he walks yeah. over to the sink. Yeah. He's like, oh. Yeah, he has an aha moment of like, wow, like, yeah, these people I don't understand these people, but they need Jesus too. And they they, you know, they are, you know, they are looking for something and and we're the we have the answer, but we're we're blocking them out. And then it's the struggle between his, you know, 13 13- stuck up church members who are, you know, old school kind of people. And, uh, Chuck invites Lonnie and Lonnie brings like five of his people and the way like the, this church build or this church, um, the pews are literally split. It's all the hippies on one side and all of the church members on the other. And Chuck is trying to get them to mix and mingle and accept each other and whatnot. And it just grows from there and it literally catches fire. And, and within weeks to months, um, Lonnie is inviting all of his friends and this place explodes and it turns into thousand people meeting in a tent rather than 13 people meeting in this tiny yeah. church building. And literally it just grows and grows and grows and it introduces Greg Laurie because that's really what this is about is, is Greg Laurie's story. Um, he's kind of the main character of this. Um, so, uh, Greg Laurie's pastor of Harvest Church in California. It's a huge, huge church out there. Um, and, you know, he's he's pretty famous as well. He's a famous pastor. And so it's kind of his story of him getting connected 
through Chuck Smith. So Chuck Smith as well is is huge huge for Calvary Chapel, uh, which there's like hundreds of Calvary chapels throughout the United States because of this movement. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's it's really really cool um, because you see you know you see like these walls coming down and 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 the acceptance and the the, the um, you know the the when you uh, when you accept people and, and you open the doors and and, and uh, to the to church regardless of where they're at meeting people where they're at that's how you that's how you know you introduce them to Jesus because that's what Jesus did he he met people where they were he didn't he didn't live in a temple and like say only you can come in if you do this then that no yeah. he literally was out there walking around walked into any situation and just wrecked their lives in a good way just like you know um so that's that's exactly how you know how they did it and it it blew up and it turned into a time time magazine article um like a whole issue of time magazine about about that because this whole time during the movie there's a pun intended i missed it that whole time oh there you go uh and there's a there was a reporter (laughs) who was tasked with this as it started to blow up a reporter was tasked with it and he was there through this whole thing so and it, very, very and cool. it seemed like, and none of this is spoiler real. I mean, yeah, this is all public. go see the movie for sure um, because they do a great job of, of telling the story. But this is an actual story. Obviously, there there was an actual time article about it. Um, so you know, we can we can give the spoiler warning, I guess. But okay. just know that too this late. Is, sorry, <laughs> this is no, this is a well known. You story. only said like things that the are true. Stuff. It's like saying, oh, in the movie Titanic, it sinks. You know, yeah. Duh. I mean, it's a true story. So, um, and you know, there, there are obviously parts that were, were dramatized, but I, I think I particularly liked, you know, uh, Chuck Smith when he is quite, he's watching the movie opens, he's watching a news story about the hippies. Yeah. And I think is quoted saying what they need is a bath, you know? Right. Um, (laughs) but then goes on to say, you know, God, if God sends me a hippie, then I will, you know, do something about it. Yeah. And so the next scene is his daughter picking up Lonnie Frisbee off the side of the road yeah. and bringing her to Chuck Smith. Right. Yeah. Um, and then how he freaks out at first. <laughs> and then she's like, Hey, you said if God brings you a hippie, you would, you would, uh, you would, um, listen to him. And he's like, did I say that? Yes. Did I mean it? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't test God. Yeah. Right. It was it was in an accepting way. When and he it's said cool that, because was, like she brought him, like his daughter. Right. And and she knew that he said that. But that's how God uses people. You know. Right. And that was using people. and it changed her life too. <laughs> yeah. That was a huge thing. She was on the verge. She was trying to. Yeah. You know, she was like. She was like. I'm done with this Christianity thing. It doesn't make sense. Or it doesn't. You know. And and so she was actually becoming a hippie herself. She was dabbling yeah. in it. Yeah. And so. In in the end, it it brings her back in, and she has they have this really sweet moment where he where she tells tells her dad, you know, thank you for being the example and and you know listening to listening to God knocking on your heart, you know. So like she says, thank you. My life's changed because of, because yeah. you were you did this. Was, I don't know what more they could have done on her story because it I was like I, at I, the beginning and then at the end, but nothing in the middle. Yeah, but I I think I wanted to like um know more about that and see well, more she's about a that. pastor's kid so you know there's right. always kind of i guess more or less like stigma or you right. know uh expectations, stereotypes yeah. and expectations from from pastor's right. children and 
oftentimes they are a little more on the rebellious side because right. of the, the upbringing yeah. that they are raised in. And um, yeah, it'd be interesting to know kind of what she was dealing with internally through all that. Yeah, because yeah. they didn't explore it. You're right. But if you think about it, her rebellion was leading up to her her own goodness, yep. you know? Like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it revived her spirit and yeah. everyone around. I think we need to... I think we need to try and define what a hippie is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think it really just comes down to countercultural. Okay. Because that term is... I think I think a lot of aspects of hippies has has dispersed across all different kinds of people now. So I don't think there's a centralized of right. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a centralized hippie culture anymore. But there is it's a common kind of thing, like common pieces, picture yeah. that everyone thinks right, yeah. of. And you think of like peace right. sign, and yeah. you think of the, the VW van, yeah, and you yeah. think of drugs, you think of long hair, yeah. Um, Maybe you think of a specific time period. style. Yeah. You definitely think of a time period. Yeah, seventies. Yep. So if you see a hippie of today, they would act like they're in the yeah. the old days. <laughs> but I mean, now we have like hipster. No, it's, did that derive from no, hippie? No, you don't think hipster, so? I think hipster more is more of like hip, like hip, not because you're hip. Yeah, you're. It's it's someone who is into the hip things. Well, what but, about but being I, hip? Was that being hippie? That's what I was eh. thinking. Is like hippies started the hip. Eh. I don't know. But I feel means, like they're different. Hip means you're like up with the times. Right. Whereas being a hippie is trying to like say, no, I'm like. Have peace right. and love and yeah. no hate. Yeah. And someone who is, someone who is, who, it, it, it's almost like hippies would call hipsters squares. Oh. Kind of. They did call that one guy square. Yeah. Great. But I'm saying, but I'm saying a hipster is someone that the hippies would call square. Oh, I know what you mean. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't think they're related. Hippie is like extreme. Yeah, yeah, it's more of the countercultural, and they're almost like the conspiracy theorists, kind of even. That's why I'm saying, like, I think little bits of hippies have dispersed everywhere. So, like, the anti-war is really, well, is that I'm not going to get into politics here. But is like, that where it started? Is that kind of? Yeah, Vietnam War yeah. kind of thing, yeah. So, like, the, the I guess, more or less, oh, the yeah. first time we heard about hippies was this anti-war peace and love movement. I mean, that's, like, yeah. the first time that we've and seen they mentioned it. What is it they good had for? Absolutely no. Yeah, they had that song That's in what, it. Yeah, because it says the, war. Yeah. What is it good for? Yeah, They were talking about the Vietnam War in the in the movie, and I, yeah. I looked at Rose and I said, technically, this is in the same universe as the greatest beer run ever. Yes, good movie. <laughs> Well, if everything's a true story, it's all the same That's universe, right. really. Yep. There you go. <laughs> We're in that same universe right now. No way. Um, that one movie we talked about, the scary one. Um, the Conjuring? The Conjuring. Yep. It's the same Ooh, universe as the Jesus Revolution. Isn't that weird? Actually, that's not even that weird because you have spiritual play, spiritual things at play. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's actually more real <laughs> than... I know, I, so know it's I, not, think, I know it's not spooky season anymore, but I watched Malignant, which we've talked about on this podcast. That was a, that was a suggestion... Uh, early on in season one to watch. Uh, I liked it a lot. I watched Barbarian. Yay, finally. So good though, right? (laughs) So good. But also crazy. Like, uh, what? (laughs) The the movie takes a dramatic shift right in the middle. I know I want to talk about Barbarian, but like like people that are listening, like they can't follow all of the things that we've just done in this one episode, you know? (laughs) It's Um, overload. Or it's like, 
if you're interested in hearing the Jesus revolution, then you're here for that. But then we go into barbarian and then you get cut off because you haven't seen both. Like there's more requirements and the more yeah. there are, the yeah. harder it is to qualify. The more prerequisites for that. Yeah, there you go. Prerequisites. Yeah, we don't need to talk about barbarian tonight, but I, that is probably Mama. worth. <laughs> Mama. Yes. That oh, is no. probably worth more conversation. <laughs> oh man. I Can we li- say I... though that Justin Long has a niche? Well, who's that? Yeah, so he was in he was in Jeepers Creepers, and then he was the he was the I never owner Jeepers he, Creepers. Oh goodness, he was the owner of the house in Barbarian. Remember, he goes he goes to because he's the out of money. The guy on the camp. He's out of money. Outside. No, he's out of money. He's the main character in the second half of the movie. He's I don't out of money. What he looks like. oh, I just goodness. remember the one that's accused the of the Mac versus PC guy. He was the Mac. I still don't remember. Accused oh, of like the, the sexual. That, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. You know, yeah, he, he was accused he of sexual assault. Almost reminds me of um, the other guy that did a commercial for Ashton Kutcher. He also oh, okay. reminds me of him for some reason. Like okay, he could be a little brother. A little, sure. Anyway, I'm saying Justin Long has a niche because he's really just only <laughs> in, he's really okay. only in scary movies now. <laughs> Seems Although he like, was in Dodgeball, which that's is true. like he was in Dodgeball, <laughs> complete, you're right. Complete out there. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, on the Jesus Revolution, a thing that I do like about it is kind of like our podcast, where we're not explicitly a Christian podcast, but we are Christians and we're on podcasts, podcasts and yeah. we try to make it so anybody listening could still enjoy it, even if they don't believe. <laughs> And I think that's the same thing with the movie. Mm. Even if you don't believe, you still could enjoy the movie. Right. Because it's a like historical kind of movie yeah. where it's covering a movement. And yeah. that was a little Almost bit of like a, a documentary. Almost in I, some way. Yeah. I still would give it five out of five, but that was a little thing that I had a reservation for was that it was the main character is really the whole movement. Like, cause it's trying to show that. And there was that's so true. much they're trying to pack into it. Because like at the beginning of the movie, Chuck's the main character. Yeah. And then it kind of becomes Lonnie. And and then it becomes and then it becomes Greg. Yeah. Yeah. And then the whole time they're interweaving Greg. Right, you're right. Trying to build that up. Um, because I think that was their attempt to make it personal because they knew they needed that. But Mm -hmm. also it's true, so why not? Right. Why not make that part of it? I really appreciate it too that they did not sugarcoat real life in the movie. That's something that a lot of Christian movies get, you know, get bad at. Um, oh yeah, they're afraid because the movie overall has boundaries, and then they can't show real things that happen or parts of people's story or their life because the boundaries restrict that. While this movie did not let that, like I believe it was PG thirteen, because there was even there was drug the use, there was drug, there was drug use, use in it, but it was pertinent to the story. It was a turning point of the story, and it was like, uh, and it was you know. It was just, I just thought that was really cool. Um, and then just in general, they, it did, it was not a cheesy movie. It was not cheesy at all. I can't think of it as cheesy parts. If it was cheesy, we grabbed our chips and dipped it in the cheese oh, because yeah. it was good. Lonnie, Lonnie Frisbee was a little cheesy, but yeah, I think that's also that's, like, that but he him. probably was actually cheesy in it, real that's life. That's how <laughs> he probably had the charisma that he did mm-hmm. yeah. and attracted the people that he did. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, just. He seemed like, and of course, we're, we're watching the the actor's portrayal of this this man. We were all too young to know uh, who Lonnie Frisbee was in his heyday, but he literally died a year after I was born. He seemed like the the perfect leader for that type of of movement right. at the time. 
Yeah. He was an adapter yeah. between the hippie culture and the and Christianity. Yeah. And he was literally the one that helped bring people along. Because he understood. I mean, he he was a Christian. He was a Christian. He he had the transformation happen in his own life. Yeah. Um, and he understands that kind of what he was saying earlier, what you were saying earlier, Brian, about these people are all seeking truth. They're all mm-hmm. seeking, you know, what everyone else wants out yeah. of life. They're all the, the people in that that church at Calvary Chapel were all wanting the same thing at the end of life is to yeah. have an a, eternal relationship with their father in heaven. How do you get there? They all were trying to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. and they well they didn't even know they wanted that. Yeah. Like <clears throat> most of the at least most of the hippies. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz they're just searching for that or I guess like that like, like the meaning of life is is probably right. more yeah, the a better way of to life. say it. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's what, I mean that's what we're all after, right? It's, it's not 42. 42. Oh, dang. <laughs> dang, you beat me to it. If anyone gets that, do you get that? Did you say 42? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um something I thought was really cool like this movie had a lot of really good quotes in it too. Um Yeah, let's try to think of some cuz there's um So I've got one for sure. So like right off the bat was at near the beginning. And what's funny is most of these quotes were delivered by Chuck Smith's wife. Um, okay, she had the really she good had a one-liners. Lot of them. Yeah, so she... Take uh, your notes. <laughs> yeah, I legit... I did. I wrote them down in the middle of the pre-screening oh. when I when I heard these. So the first one that she said was, uh, the truth is quiet oh, and yeah. lies are loud. I was like, wow. Geez, like that's, that's some perspective yeah. right there. Like, it, it's the lies that are loud. Because yeah. he's complaining that he has so many voices and being pulled one way or another. Yeah. And she said, no... It's so it's, complicated. It's like truth simple. Yep. Truth's quiet. Yeah. Lies are lies. Yeah. This is, I don't know like how true that really is. That truth is always absolutely quiet, but you know, that was, it's, it's like truth. Sometimes it is, slaps you. It's the just face. there. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. not going to be the yeah. noise, the up and down wave. It is, it is, it is know? the noise. That's the thing. The truth is not the noise necessarily, but I mean, the truth is steady and quiet yeah. and, and lies are jumping up above right. trying to be yeah. like, Hey, I'm, I'm actually the truth. And well, that's because yeah. the truth is always the same. It's, yeah. it's stagnant. It's yeah. there. It's steady. Um, yeah. everything else. Yeah. Trying to be the truth is yeah. having to do other things and get around and yeah. Yep. What was the? What were some other things? Cause she. I really liked, um, and this is just kind of basic, but uh, whenever Chuck or um, Lonnie or whomever would like begin a sermon, they would say, "This is the word of God. Let's so open it together." together. That was oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I just really liked how you know it was very much like a unified. It's live for something like. Yeah. 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 Another really cool one was whenever um, any like it was specifically um, after Lonnie was not involved anymore. Um, Chuck now had this movement that Lonnie had helped start. And all of a sudden Chuck's like, Oh man, these people came here for him, not for me. How do I, how do I reach them? How do I have the same impact that he did? And she's like, she's like, how, how dare you? She's like, basically she's like, don't be so arrogant to think that God can't use you through your through your failures. Yeah, that was a good line too. And I was like, dang, oh my yeah. gosh. So I wrote that one down too. It was just like Yeah. Like she dropped some truth bombs on him. Like, and that was the perfect thing to say. Because that's that's all that's what that was about. That tent with a thousand people in it. It was not about Chuck. It was not about Lonnie. It wasn't about anyone other than God. Like it was literally an, an a place for these people who were searching to find to find Jesus yeah. like and he's like, really a, like you can't get in the way of that I don't think it's really a spoiler but like 
you know, one of the one of the guys. I'll I'll say it loose that way if people have seen it. One of the guys that starts becoming like they get to their heads, and like you said, it wasn't about them, but it like at one point it was, and that was a a conflict. And I kind of like that they had that in there because that felt real, and it was like. Uh, just grounded in reality. It wasn't all yeah, superficial. You can you know? totally understand how that how that could happen. Yeah, um, with someone that with a person that that rises quick and, and right. has this has this following, and um, you know how much of it is because of the person, how much of it is because of because of God. Yeah, and I don't know the entire story, but it kind of sucks because that guy that decided to leave based on that. If he would have been willing to work it out and just, you know, get over his pride, yeah, <laughs> then that would have been good. I think there's two words I'm hearing during this movie, and it's like acceptance for one, mm. because that's what it's all about. It's all about acceptance. And then participation. Mm. So, like, I was seeing a difference in congregation, like whether you're old school or not. It doesn't matter. Like the methods are the methods that, you know, it's more of, are you accepting of other people and are you participating in the movement? Because how can there be a movement with no participation? Mm -hmm. And even some of us today, like when we go to church or Easter's coming up and people go to church for Easter. So if you're a listener and you're going to church, like just think of that word, participate, like don't just show up and observe and sit down and then and then just watch <laughs> but see what happens when you participate it's all kind of comes back to being open minded and open hearted like i think that was a big contrast between yeah. the people of Calvary Chapel and and the hippie movement is you know the the hippies are very open to mm-hmm. everything you know any sort of of conclusion um, they want to, to hear your opinion. They want to hear your, you know, thoughts on life. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas what we could probably assume about the people that attended that church, very close minded, very yeah. much like, yeah. no, this is how life is. And, you know, there are no other ways uh, yeah. around. I mean, it. they literally said in one of them, they're like, they, one of the old guys was, was like, they were all confronting the pastor. One of the old guys was like, they're they're not wearing shoes and they're, they're staining the new shag carpet. And he was like, Oh my goodness, the shag carpet. Like, and I, I love that, that he actually pushed back on that. He's like, whatever yeah. will we do? And then Chuck Smith pulls the ultimate like oh. card and starts washing their feet as they enter the yes. church. Uh, that yes, was like building. one of the best clapbacks in that yeah. whole movie was just, which you could understand how that's a, a clapback. But if you don't, there's a little more to understand because when that other deacon, I assume maybe he Something was a like deacon. That. I mean, there's only 13 people. Uh, yeah, in the church, he, was so. like, <laughs> he was one of the money givers at the church. And, yeah. um, when he saw him doing that, he couldn't argue because that's exactly what Jesus did. Right. was wash people's feet. So in like biblical it cool. terms, it was, it was an epic. Clapback. Like it, was, yeah. <laughs> it was savage. <laughs> but th- what's funny too, is he also could have said, well, it's Holy ground, you know, like, I don't know. Like yeah, yeah. God told Moses should we, to take should off Should any of us have our shoes on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this makes me think of a uh, uh, one of my favorite lines by the uh, the philosophical mind of Lecrae. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say Keenan and Kel. 
<laughs> so, uh, by the way, going to uh, Lecrae in concert at uh, the end of April. Very, mm. very excited. Oh, you are? Yes. Is Andy Minio going to be there? No, Dang. I don't actually recognize the other two artists that he's with, um, but it's the, the final church clothes tour. Um, Anyways, this line I always come back to when I think of like kind of the state of the world right now. It's they say Jesus was conservative. Tell him that's a lie. No, he's not a liberal either. If you'll think he'll choose a side. He's not a liberal either. If you what? If you think he'll choose a side. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it's like, that's kind of what this movie was about. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about afterward, like, Jesus was a hippie, basically. Other than we did determine that um, hippies are not... Not confrontational. Yeah. yeah. They're they're not... I don't think on average, and based on what I, mean, I know like, about hippies, but I'm sure there were times you had to do that, and they would break their, like, hippie vibe, you know? Yeah. I mean, there were arguments, times where, like, they, get, you know? where they would get arrested and stuff like that, because there was, like, protests, and, yeah. like, some yeah. of them did turn those like that. Have you guys seen the movie The uh, The Trial of the Chicago Seven on Netflix? What is it called? I think it's I think it's The, the trial? trial of the Chicago Seven. I think it's what it's called. Um, I've heard of that. I know. Yeah. So it's got a, um, oh, I think Robin, whatever his name Williams. is. Williams. No, no, no. The actor that plays Robin. What's his name? Chris O'Donnell. No, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yep, from um, one of my favorite movies. And the guy that plays... Uh, um, Jesus. No, Ricky Bobby, the... Uh, Will Ferrell. No, the other guy. The, uh, um, the French guy. French guy. Oh, oh, who is that guy? I, I, I don't know his name. his name. Anyway, what that else? movie is about um, hippie protests in Chicago um, in like the mid-70s. Um, it's really good. Would recommend. Okay. Yeah. Right. That that was like my first, I guess, like learning kind of in in way of like cine, cinema, you know, about like who the hippies were and what they stood for, and like actually understanding yeah. like what their, I guess, motives were. Yeah. Um. Hey, so this is something I want to put in our Discord. So this is our Discord plug here. Yeah. That people, guys, let's join the Discord. Um, we're gonna have a a segment that's. Movie recommendations because we drop this all the time. And it's mm-hmm. like, how do you keep up? Or you're in the car, you're not writing notes or anything. Um, and we're not keeping track with show notes and, and all that. So what we should do is, you know, put it in the discord of like our, our recommended movies. And so that could mm. be one. It's a good one. Are you talking about Sasha Baron Cohen? That yes. There I think go. that's, yeah. I think that's Could right. have said King Julian. Yeah. <laughs> From Madagascar. Oh, so, yeah. good one. Or Borat. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been. I, I actually haven't seen Borat. I haven't either. That's him. <laughs> yes. And, and he, he's he's dramatically different. Like he he's one of those people who can play like wildly different. Because am I thinking the right it. guy? They had a remake on Amazon. Not not that long ago. A Borat. I think so. Am mm, I thinking it of been the a right sequel. one? Would have been. A yeah, sequel. it was a sequel. But it was like it was a remake in my mind because it was <clears throat> new. Like, it's been done for a long time, and then they brought it back. I don't know what to tell you, Jared. I'm sorry. Which would still be a sequel, but it's a remake sequel. Yeah, he was in Anchorman 2. He was Eastbound and Down. He was in Les Mis. It's like, his his list is, yeah, Madagascar is King Julian. What am I thinking of? Yeah, he's he's all Bruno. No? No, I'm going to go to Amazon. I got to figure this out. 
Yeah, he's all over the place. But yeah, definitely share your uh, your movie requests. As you, as loyal listeners to the pod, you obviously understand that we love talking movies. So anytime that we yeah. get recommended topics, uh, I'm sure we'll somehow come back to uh, to movie reviews in one way or another. That's probably one of the one promises. Way. You'll always get some sort of a movie reference or recommendation in all of our episodes. That really is our niche, I think. Yeah. That I'm discovering. <laughs> it's always like just, the fallback, you know? Yeah. It's like, and I, and that one word that I learned, um, zeitgeist. There you go. Two episodes ago, you learned that, yeah. Do you know what that is? I don't. Well, so he didn't listen to two episodes ago. Jeez. Or you missed it. It's yeah. easy. Um, but it's like, it was a German word and it, Good guess. it just means that, yeah, good. <laughs> well, it could have been oh, yes. Romanian or something. I don't know. <laughs> Austrian. <laughs> or Austrian. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> it's closer. Um, It means like keeping up with the culture kind of thing. So it's like if, you, if you're talking about is, the same thing. It's more about what is the culture. What has become part of the culture. It's a, It's like the timeline. It's things that have been actually like grouped into the timeline. Like they would be a bullet point on the timeline. And it came up because Last of Us. Yeah. So The Last of Us is like one of those zeitgeist kind of things. It's like what's what's big at this time that everyone's mm. talking about it. When they talk about this era in history, yeah, this yeah. would be a part of yeah. it. Yeah. It should yeah. be a bullet point on it. Yeah. Like Last and, of Us came out and it was a cultural thing. Like, yeah. do you know anybody not watching it? I actually do know people that aren't okay. watching it. But I, I pretty much everyone. But they've heard I'm of like, it, but I'm sure pretty much heard. everyone. I'm like, you guys watching Last of Us? They're like, yeah. I'm like. Like Tiger King would have been a uh, Tiger King is hundred percent a Zeitgeist thing. Yep. I yep. completely missed it and then didn't feel like catching up. And it's not as good if you go back. It's not worth your time. I tried to watch Tiger King too. Oh, not gosh, good. No. I think no. it was better during the time when people were talking. Because it was about it. wild. So, well, <laughs> so kind of like Napoleon Dynamite. Ooh, and yeah. You go back and watch was, it, and you're like, Ugh. that was only. I mean, it was okay movie, but it was like it was, in, we it, was it was even better because. Everyone's talking about and quoting, and that is definitely like a psychological thing. Like you, you it's, are part of the hype. It's like confirmation bias. Yeah, almost. It literally yeah. is confirmation bias. Yeah, like you're gonna say, "Oh yeah, that was really good." It's an echo chamber. Everyone's like, "Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah it's great." You're like, "Yeah, definitely." I'm still trying to find that one movie on Amazon. <laughs> There's definitely been a couple of those. I'm trying to think of an, a good example over the last couple of years that was like a big, big show that everyone was like, "Yeah, yeah," and then. And everyone says it's great, and then you're like, yeah, it's great. But then you think about it, you're like, it's really not that great. Yeah. I'm trying to remember which one. Like, there was one that definitely stood out that I was like, it wasn't that good, though. Um, I feel like it was a Disney Plus show. Maybe it was Boba Fett. Hmm. Or well, so I like far Boba Fett, it's just, it became Mandalorian. It's just Mandalorian season 2.5 is what a lot yeah. of people call it. <laughs> But season three, I don't know what's going on with season three of Mandalorian. Has anybody here seen it yet? No, no I haven't. No. Okay. One stream service at a time. Right, I me. forgot about that. Uh, yeah, beware. It's a little cheesy. And a little more uh, Disney-fied? A little more cheesy than, than usual. Might not bother you. And it didn't really bother me the first time. Yeah, because Star Wars it. is cheesy. Right. If you think but about it. To a degree. Think about the lines. <laughs> There is no try. <laughs> do or do not. There was a, dang, there was a quote in the movie last night that I even leaned over to you and said, and said something. Um, 
I don't remember it, so not worth saying. <laughs> I am still looking for that movie. I'm looking at all the Amazon originals. Do you guys not know what I'm talking about? Okay, this it's, is a Sasha Baron Cohen movie. Okay, it's a kind of movie where... Is that that French guy? I actually think they might be different. Okay. Well... Sasha Baron Cohen is Borat. Okay, Very it's nice. a movie where it's like it's real and documentary and he's kind of pranking people, but it's shot like it's a movie. Does that make sense? People? I don't know what movie you're talking about, man. Dude, and it was a classic... And you know it's an Amazon Prime movie? I'm like 90% sure. Or is it just on Amazon? I have room for error. Someone someone who's listening right now is like screaming at their phone. <laughs> Tell us in, in Discord. Well, okay. <laughs> While I'm looking for this, are you guys seeing that meme all over the place? Where, and I say meme, but it's like a video meme. And they Those just put... TikToks. They... But no, it's not like the meme is just the specific portion of it where like it's Nicolas Cage and um, what's his name? The Last of Us guy. Man, why am I? Pedro uh, Pascal. Pedro, Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. And it's from that movie that I mentioned. The, the one um, that Drew said. So the, yeah, the massive talent of the unbearable um, weight of massive talent. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. Unbearable weight of massive talent. That's a good movie. Have you seen it? I have. I do want to see it, though. you got to watch it. Now, you were on the same plane ride when I was watching it. Yes, back from uh, Columbia. Do you remember him laughing? Do you remember me laughing and waking people? Okay. I do not. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds wild, though. I want to go back and watch it again. And if it's not on anything, I'm going to buy it because it's that. (laughs) Hey, I was right. You're going to buy a Nicolas Cage movie, huh? Hey, I was right. It was Bo Rat. Bo Rat. <laughs> Bo Rat. Not to be confused with Borat. Yeah. Well, that's you could say it. Bo Rat. It's a free that's country. Sheesh. <laughs> that's how I see it. It's like yeah. Bo Rat. Bo Rat. Because Rat. Yeah. It's not an Amazon original, Jared. It is. Yeah. It is. What? Yep. What's it called? Borat. So what? it's it's Borat. <laughs> <laughs> subsequent movie film. Oh, I saw that in the list and I just didn't say it. <laughs> How when, when did it come out? Subsequent. <laughs> subsequent. Subsequent. <laughs> it's subsequent. <laughs> it's been sequined. Subsequent. What what would you say? Subsequent. Oh, I would say subsequent. Come on. <laughs> Most people would say subsequent. But, but you, it's literally, you literally just said Bo Rat. So Bo Rat is subsequent <laughs> movie. <laughs> Jared reads left to right. Yeah, I do. I do. I don't I read everyone up reads to left down. Right. <laughs> he put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a Mo Vi film. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, that's a good place <laughs> <Yeah>. to end. <laughs> hey, all right. Well, let's end on this. Uh, did you know? Did you know they call it a movie because it's a bunch of pictures movie. moving? Seriously. That, so their nickname was Movie. And then uh, let's call it a movie. That's kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go see the movie. The yeah. moving picture show. Do we, uh, do we know how many episodes are in the first season of Last of Us? Next week is the finale. So okay. I, believe it's, I believe it's eight. Okay. So yeah, we definitely need to do a Last no, of Us. No, I think it's nine. Yeah, because eight just came out. Eight just came out, so it's nine. Yeah. Yep. Well, we can, yeah, we can wait till finale. Yeah, we'll do a season recap episode. Yep. I just saw 007 on the list, but did you know you could also say 
007. Oh, goodness. <laughs> could you also say 007? You could also say ot ot 7. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, actually, when I said my phone number in the past, if there's a zero, everyone always said O. Yeah. But I got to a point, I just changed that because it's not right. You could also There's just, no O in a number. Or 64080 or like yeah. 64012, like the zip codes. I did realize, like, I say people from different countries don't get that. And so, like, if I had I have had to do that, like, where you say zip code to someone who's from a different country, and they're like, what's a O? You have to actually say. That makes sense. Zero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Did we cover everything? Or here, let's put a tie on this. A bow tie? <laughs> yeah. Circle Did you know, around. for formal wear, on where? your tie... You want the dimple, yes, or you should want. Well, it depends it. on that's the, the depends on the style of the knot that you're doing, though. The style, all the styles of the knot would show oh, okay. at least one of the dimples. I guess I'm trying to visualize what the dimple is. So, like at the tie, when you right where it ties, uh-huh. and then sure at the tie the, doing this <laughs> at the top of the tie where it ties, <laughs> but beneath the there's tie, there's like a. Yeah, right beneath the all knot, the wrappings. The knot. Okay, there you go. The, the knot. knot. There you go. Right beneath the knot. It shouldn't be smooth well, as butter. Okay. Like you want to like, that. I yeah. see. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It looks like a wrinkle. Yeah. But it's a good wrinkle. It looks like a wrinkle and tie. I think I'm getting a wrinkle and tie. Oh. <laughs> All right, everyone. Bye. Have a great day. All right. Oh, man. See you later. Buy some merch. Join the Discord. And we are out. Bye. This is the Kill Re- uh, Oh, oh.